Thank you. Thank you. Let's pray. God, we honor you. We trust you. So grateful for what you're doing in us and through us. We welcome your Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you gave us your spirit. That you meet us. You teach us. So Holy Spirit of God, we ask, teach us and train us. Convict us. Lead us towards you. Cultivate Jesus in us. This we pray in the name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. What a pleasure to be here. So grateful to my great, great friend, David Perkins. Uh, What a joy and an honor to be a part of Desperation and Desperation Conference. Um, It's been many, many years walking through this and doing this with David and friends. And I remember when we had the very first Desperation Conference right over in the World Prayer Center in the main auditorium there. And to see uh, thousands of young people coming together to worship the living God is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, I want to talk a little bit about mission. I want to talk a little bit about what God's called us to, how we get there, what that's going to look like for us. Uh, As David mentioned, we just recently planted a church uh, called Mill City Church in Fort Collins, Colorado, just north of Denver. And um, we are seeing God do some really, really beautiful things. And uh, I have four boys, Parker, Cohen, Brooks, and Smith. Parker's 10, Cohen is 9, Brooks is 6, and Smith is 4. And uh, so these little men are running all over the place. They're keeping my wife really busy, they keep me busy as well, but they are just loud and, and Jossie, my wife, every now and then just needs some girl time. And uh, she just needs some, 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 some people that will like sit down and like to have some tea with her or something like that. She doesn't get that with uh, me or with, I mean, I like to sit down with my wife and anyway, never mind. But, um, but well, you, I have three boys that have blonde hair. I have one boy that has dark brown hair like me. And, um, and I said, Jossie, I, I'm outnumbered. And she said, don't you talk to me about being outnumbered. And, um, but, but these boys, uh, I love my boys. They're amazing. Uh, any, do we have any pastor's kids in here? Okay. All right. Several. My guess is that you pastor's kids, uh, probably like kind of, kind of walk around the church, uh, uh, that your, that your parents are pastoring in a little differently than everybody else. Right. You kind of like walk around kind of like you own the place. Yeah. My, I know that my boys do even at 10, nine, six and four. Uh, you know, walk around, they'll walk to the back there, back, they find the donuts, you know, and uh, somebody will ask like, who are you or how, how are you supposed to be back here? And what, you know what they say? Oh, Aaron Stern is my dad. And, and, and like, kind of like, that's the ticket. That's who I am. I'm a Stern. And, uh, and, and my dad makes jokes about, you know, Parker Cohen, Brooks and Smith, the law firm. I'm part of the law firm. I just want you to know, like, I'm okay to be back here. So uh, thank you for the donut. You know, that's, kind of how they are. And there's something about that that I love. I don't want them, of course, to, to think that they can do whatever they want and not, not respect authority or respect different boundaries and things that they've been given in life. But there's something about that that I love. And you know what it is? Is that they know who they are. They're a stern boy. Aaron is my dad. 
And I'm a part of this family. And we, as a family, came here and planted this church. And so it's not just, oh, that's what my dad does, and I kind of go over here. But they feel like we came up here, and we, as a family, and we are here. And so this is my church, is kind of how they think about it. And I wonder sometimes, as I think about my boys like that, and what they do, and what they say, and how they act, because... They're a stern boy and they're one of my sons if we shouldn't actually act somewhat similar. So I just want to talk a little bit about mission and what that looks like and how it's so important that we know who we are. If you know me a little bit, you'll know that I I love illustrations and I love um, things to, you know, kind of real stuff to not just talk about but actually do it. So um, this is you, by the way. So I don't know. Come on now. There we go. Okay. Look at this. Can we get a little like zoom in on this Sharpie? I mean, this thing is a beast. Okay. So. Okay. So this is you. If I could, I would write your names, like each individual name, but that would take a really, really long time. So, so this is you. Right here, each one of us, right here now, you and I started out something like this. Romans chapter 7, verse 19 says, for what I do is not the good I want to do. This is the Apostle Paul talking. He's talking to the church at Rome. He says, no, the evil I do not want to do This I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it. So this is you. But according to Romans chapter 7, this is you. And this is what's going on inside of you. So we got to... Look something like that. But actually, that's not the end of it. And it's not the only problem. Because in Romans chapter 3, verse 9, it says, What shall we conclude then? Are we any better? Not at all. And he's talking about some other people and people that are making a mess of life. And he says, we already have made the charge that Jews and Gentiles alike are all under sin. We are all not only have sin in us. But, but, you and I not only have sin in us, Scripture says that we also are in sin. 
This, my friends, is a problem. I mean, we need help. This is you and I without Jesus. This is you. You put your name Jill or Jenny or Sally or whatever your name is on there. And Sally and Jill and Jenny and so on and so forth. And John and Jerry and everybody else. Sin inside of you and you in sin. See, God's not like, oh, well, that's, that doesn't look good. Let's, uh, let's fix that. Let's just... There we go. Maybe that will make it a little better. You know, let's kind of just dress this up a little bit. Just put a big smile on you. You'll just kind of look a little better. That is not what we needed because you put, you can put as many smiley faces and dress it up as how big as you want and however you want. It is still the fact that you and I have sin in us and we are in sin. That is a huge problem. And that huge problem requires way more than just a little bit of a dress up or a smiley face or kind of just saying, oh, well, we'll just kind of cover that up or we'll just kind of try and figure out a way to diminish that look or something like that. At the end of the day, this is our situation. And the only way for this situation to change is for something radical to happen. Something huge to happen. And a little smiley face on top of you is not going to change this. He said, well, I gotta, I gotta do something. And so if you think about this being the reality of our lives without Jesus, and we say, well, I gotta do some, some good Christian things. I need to do some church things. It doesn't matter what you do. All you're actually doing is putting a big little smiley face on top of this reality. And so when you think about this, and if we stay like this, then doing or following the things of Jesus, we might say, man, they're really hard. That's not even the case. It's not hard. It's not just difficult. It's not like really, really hard, really, really difficult. It is impossible It is impossible to do the things that God has called us to do and to be what he's called us to be if this is the reality for our lives. And all of our efforts, all of the things that we might try to do to to make things a little better, it really is just looking just like that. It's a smiley face on top of the fact that this is the reality of us with sin inside of us and us in sin. See, we are not in the need of just a smiley face. We're not in the need of a try again we are, or a try harder. We are in the need of something absolutely different. And thank God that God knew that and he did something different about this. Something radical, something bigger, something more than what we can do. Because the most that we can do is this right here. That is the most that we can do. And so in Colossians chapter 2, God saw this. God knew this. It says, when you were dead in your sins. This is us. He's saying, I see you in here. And when you were dead in your sins, just like this. 
And in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature, God made you alive with Christ. See, see, it's not that this right here makes you bad. What this situation is right here, you with sin inside of you and you inside of sin, this situation right here makes you dead. And so, so, so the work of God, as it says here in Colossians, and it says throughout the scriptures, says throughout the New Testament, is that God came and he didn't just say, I need to make you not bad, so I need to make you good. He's saying, I need to take you from dead and I need to make you alive. And so what he's saying is, this right here is death. This is a situation. And, and so there is nothing that you and I can do to make us come alive. We cannot breathe life into ourselves and make us come alive. We cannot get ourselves out of this. The best that we can do is put a few smiley faces on the reality that what we live in is sin. We are in sin and sin is in us. That is the way it is. And so God says, when you were dead in your sins, God made you alive with Christ. See, God didn't want to just bring us from bad to good, but to take us from dead to alive. And so, you know what that means, that this situation changes. So let's talk just a little bit about what that situation looks like. He says, I'm going to take you out of being in here and out of being dead. And I'm going to change this situation. So now I've got you. And this is what happens. Colossians 1, 27. One of my favorite passages and scriptures in the whole Bible. And it says, for God wanted them to know, he's talking about, the apostle Paul is talking about not just the Jews, but the Gentiles, the whole world to know the gospel and come into the family of God. And this is what he says. And this is the secret. Christ lives in you. So, got you? Before, you had sin and death living inside of you. But, see, remember God came to us when we were dead. And did what we could not do to ourselves. And did not just say, hey, I want you to try harder and become a little better. I actually am going to take you from dead to alive. And you know how I'm going to do that? I'm going to take the death out of you. And I'm going to put Christ... My son, Jesus, Jesus, this is a really big, thick marker. I'm going to put Jesus, my son, the one who raised from the dead, the one who, who healed blind eyes. I'm going to bring the one that came and killed death. I'm going to bring the one who walked on water, who calmed the winds and the waves. I'm going to put him inside of you. So when you come from dead to alive, I'm not just going to take the death out of you and say, go for it. But instead, I'm going to say, this is the secret of what I'm going to do. It's Christ Jesus in you. You're like, wow, that is awesome. And that is awesome. He, Jesus is in there. Jesus is in you. But see, God didn't really kind of stop there. It goes beyond that. Just read another passage. This is Colossians also in verse 19, one, chapter 1, verse 19. 
for God is talking about Jesus. Right before there, there's a few different verses talking about how Jesus was the beginning. He's the head of the church. Everything comes in and through him. And it says in verse 19, as he's talking about Jesus, for God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ. So we've got in us Christ, but inside Christ is God. God in Christ. In you. Let's think about that for just a minute, can we? God breathed and spoke into existence the world in which we live. It says that he breathed the stars. He said light and darkness be separated and they were. He created out of the dust and the dirt of the world a person. And he breathed into him the breath of life. The God who breathed into the lives and the life of Adam, that breathed into all of our lives, that created the mountains and shaped the valleys and breathed the stars and created the universe and raised his own son from the dead, who killed death through his son, who, who, who said and spoke into existence all that is, lives inside of Jesus. I am amazed that when Jesus was walking around and maybe touched somebody, that they didn't explode. Because the God of the universe, it says Colossians 1.19, and God was pleased to have all of his fullness dwell within Christ, his son. Christ, his son, dwells inside of us, which means that Christ in us means that we have God in Christ in us. When he says, I'm going to come to you when you're dead in sin, I'm going to make you alive. What he was saying is, I'm going to put my son Jesus in you. And by the way, I love that the fullness, everything about God is completely inside of him. This is you. This is you. But he's not done. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse 17. Another portion of scripture talking about us coming alive. And he says, therefore... If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. What did he say there? If anyone is in Christ. So you not only have Christ in you, God in Christ. You, my friends, and I are in Christ Jesus. See, before it was us with sin in us, and it was us in sin, and God said, yeah, that's just not going to do. And so now here you are with Christ in you. God, the fullness of God in Christ, and all of that in Christ. So, you know, I mean, the name of God and the name of Jesus gets used in vain. 
oftentimes around our culture, in our schools or in our workplaces, and somebody, you know, might yell out Jesus Christ, and you may say yes. Oh, sorry, I didn't, yeah, I'm sorry, Jesus is in, and I'm in, oh, you weren't quite saying that, yeah, uh, See, God said, this is not where you're going to live. In there. In sin, in death. But I'm not just going to take you out and say, well, you don't live in there anymore. Instead, he changes that completely. Remember, it wasn't just a, I'm going to take you out of there and you try harder. But instead, I'm going to take you out of there and I'm going to not just take you out of death. I'm going to put life, complete life inside of you. I'm going to put my son Jesus in you. I'm going to have the fullness of God dwelling in my own son. And then I'm going to put you in Jesus as well. Not done though. Colossians chapter 3 Verse 3 says this, for you died. See, we might not have, we might have been living in death, but what he's actually saying is that in order for you to get out of there and for you not to be in there, I got to take you from dead to alive. But the ways in which you experience life is that you actually die to your own self and your own ways. And when you die and your life is now hidden, I'd say that's a pretty accurate statement. You are now hidden with Christ in God. So if this wasn't good enough, by the way, if you go to the store to find tubs that fit into one another, it takes you a little while. I had tubs all over the tub aisle. To find one big enough that ultimately all of those fit into this. But God is saying, oh, I got it. You fit into me because I am bigger than anything you can imagine. And so here's you. You're like, I can't see you. That's exactly right. Christ in you. Inside of Christ, God was pleased to have the fullness of God himself dwell in each one of us. And then he says, I want you to put you in Christ. And if you, when that happens, you die to yourself. And now you are hidden in Christ, in God. Now that is amazing. And so sometimes we're like, I don't know. I don't know who I am. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't know what God's calling me to do. I don't know. I'm not a little scared. Where am I supposed to go? How is this supposed to look? Am I, I don't know if I'm good enough. I don't know if I can try hard enough. What he's saying is, hey, I just want to remind you, this is you. And you have Christ Jesus inside of you. And inside of Christ Jesus the one who walked on water, the one who calmed the waves and the winds, the one who healed blind eyes and opened deaf ears, the one who cast out devils and people received 
sight and began to walk. And the people who saw him raised from the dead and take on the sin and the evil of the world, that same Jesus, which has the God who created the world in which he walked on, the one who killed death through his son, the one who raised Jesus Christ from the dead is inside of you. And by the way, I'm not just going to do that. I'm going to hide you inside of that same Jesus. And that same Jesus is in God. So, so thankfully though, he wasn't quite done. I'm going to need a volunteer. Can I get one volunteer just to run up here? Okay. Right down here, right here, right here. All right. Two volunteers. Thank you. Okay. Stand right here. What's your name? Cody. Hello, Cody. And what's your name? Victoria. Hello, Victoria. Nice to meet you. Okay. So let me read a passage of scripture first. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13. And you also were included in Christ. There's that in Christ again. When you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, the gospel of coming alive. Having believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit. So... Not only does he give us Jesus Christ in us with God in him, and then he puts us in Christ, who is also in God. Okay, what I need you to do I don't know if this is going to take two people, so you might just have to share. We'll see how this goes. Give me a hand there. All right, you got long fingernails, or Victoria, do you have long fingernails? Okay, no. There we go. A little saran wrap action right here. All right, can you hold that? Can you hold this? Okay, let's come right over here. Okay, hold that. You keep. You go around now. All right. And keep going. Keep going. Why don't you use the whole roll? All right, now. Come on, now. Teamwork. There you go. Well done. I don't want to seal my arm under that. (laughs) Here we go. Let me... uh, Turn that around so you can go that way. There we go. I got the smallest roll I could find, just so you know that. Uh, could have got the 300 foot roll, but I decided that that might not work. Come on now. All right, you finish, you guys finish that up. I'm going to get my marker ready. Let me read that passage to you again, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13, and you also were included in Christ, in God, 
when you've heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, the gospel of coming from dead out of sin into life, into Christ. Having believed, you were marked with him with the seal. Great job. The promised Holy Spirit. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. I just want you to get a picture of this for just one second. Because you know what I don't see in there? You. You are in there. But you are hidden in Christ, in God, sealed in the Holy Spirit. It says in another passage, sealed by the Holy Spirit until the day of redemption. And so... This is not about you trying to be or live the Christian super life. This is not about you trying to say, well, what am I supposed to do? 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 And there's so much I in those questions when I don't even see you in there. We're trying to live this super great Christian life. And you know why sometimes I think we struggle with that and like think we, we kind of do it for a little while and then we fall back and we do it for a little while and then we come to desperation conference and we do it for a little while. It's because we think that it's just us all by ourselves when God is saying, oh, I just need to remind you that by the way, you have been saved. You've been saved from death and it's not just saved out of death so now you can try harder by yourself. It is you have been saved from sin and death so that you can be filled with the life of Christ, filled with God in Christ, hidden in God, sealed by the Holy Spirit. And so by the way, when you just say, I'm about to try and do this, you're not really trying to do this. This is you right here. This is what this looks like. This is what you look like. Christ in you. And you might say, well, I thought you were going to talk about mission. I am. And you know why? Because your identity will determine your activity. And unless you understand your identity in Christ, our activity will be all about us. But if we recognize I am just like my boys, I'm a son of the pastor, I'm a son or a daughter of God, and this is what I look like because of that, it will determine what you do because you believe this is true about you. And so, not too long ago, I saw a car accident, and there was all these people gathering around and and in so, you know, they're like trying to tape everything off and move people away and, and they're trying to clean it up and they're trying to deal with what's, who's hurt and what's happening. And there's this guy before some of all the, all the, the emergency vehicles got on the scene and an ambulance got there. This guy comes running through and he is running 
into the crowd, through the crowd towards the accident, the exact opposite way that everybody else is running. And he's saying, I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. Why do they let him in? Because he knew who he was and they let him into the place. Why? Because of who he was would determine his activity. I could run in saying, I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor, but I'm not a doctor. But you know what we can say? I'm in Christ and Christ is in me and God is in Christ and I and Christ is hidden in God and I'm sealed by the Holy Spirit. So when you walk into your high school and everybody else is not doing and kind of walking away and looking at the situation from the outside, you're kind of walking into it and you're like, it's okay. I'm a follower of Jesus. I'm alive. And so you know what? Walked into the school today. You know what just walked into your, your, your middle school? You know what just walked into your high school? You know what just walked into your, onto your college campus? Christ Jesus in you, filled with all the power of the God of the universe. And you in Christ, hidden in God, sealed by the Holy Spirit, just walked onto that campus. Yeah. And you're like, well, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. God, what do you want me to do? And he's like, the power of the almighty God is inside of you and you don't know what to do. And he's like, I think what's important for us to recognize in all of this is, is to say, you know what? Some of you might be called into being pastoring a church. Some of you might be called into going overseas and, and being a missionary. And others of you might be called to be an accountant. And you're like, well, that doesn't sound very like spiritual. Well, it might not be unless this is true of you. So that when you walk into that office and you are crunching numbers and counting things, thank God for all of you, is that you're sitting at your desk and you're like, I am counting and putting these things together and Christ Jesus is sitting in this chair. And you know what that means? That Christ Jesus is sitting next to the guy who's at the next cube over, who knows nothing, and he is sitting in this He's in here. But that's you in that cube. And this guy in this cube. Life kills death. All of a sudden, you're like, but I'm not preaching the gospel. But I'm not like on a stage. I'm not, I'm not leading worship. I'm not doing something that somehow is more spiritual. And God is saying, you're sitting in that chair and he's sitting in that chair and I want this to be true of him. And he may never come into a building like this. And so instead of making that the only way, I'm going to bring you and everything about me into his world. I'm going to bring the fullness. I'm going to bring the presence I'm going to bring Christ Jesus, the healer, the saver, the, 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 the blind eye fixer, the, the ear opener, the, the leg straightener outer, the, the one who casts demons into pigs, the one who sets people free. I, it's not like, oh, come to my church so you can see who Jesus is. You might actually say, hi, how are you? I'm, I'm, I'm Aaron and, um, Jesus is in me. What? It's, don't worry about it. It's, it will, don't worry. I'm alive. It's just, I'm alive. And you'll see that. You're, I'm just going to go back to counting. But um, 
But all of a sudden, what didn't seem so spiritual, all of a sudden, is totally different. Because we're not like that anymore. We're like that. We were once here, and we could do nothing about it. But God took us from there and brought us to there. And so, when we recognize this about us, it changes everything about what we do. Like I said, it might not just be that, you, oh, well, if this happens to me, then I've got to go and live in Nepal. Maybe that's the case. And I pray that if God leads you and calls you to a place like Nepal or India or China or Zimbabwe or any other foreign country around the world that we go, because this is also true there. But this impacts our everyday life. This impacts when you go out on a date. And you're like, whoa. See, because you might go out on a date and somebody is like, yeah, I'm not sure that I'm so into you. And, you know, we need to have a little DTR. Some people think that DTR means define the relationship. Guys think that means destroy the relationship. But you know what? They come up to you and they're like, we need to talk. This isn't really going to work out. You know, we just need to be friends. I just I think it's more about me than it is about you. And you can be like, oh, that hurt. But you know what? I'm accepted. This is not going to be the end of my life. I don't like the pain of rejection and that is real. But at the end of the day, this is me. And so, you know, you kind of just threw a little rock at the God of the universe who lives inside of me and that I'm in, I'm hidden in here. And so that was, that hurt. And that was not, I didn't love that. It's not that what I hoped was going to happen with this relationship, but, but I am accepted by the God of the, I'm alive because the God of the universe is in me and I'm in him. So it impacts your dating life. It impacts your school life. It impacts your work life. And maybe it just, maybe it impacts, it does impact your thought life. You might be in a place where you're full of anxiety and fear and there's things that are coming at you and, and, and you're like, I don't know what to do and I don't know how this is going to work out and, and I don't know where this is going to lead and I don't know how to make this happen and I don't know what is going to happen with with my school. I don't know what's going to happen with my family. I don't know what's going to happen with my finances. I don't know what's going to happen with all those things. And God says, that's all right. Not only do I know those things, but I, the one who will lead you. See, in the Old Testament, God was with his people. Cloud by day, fire by night. He's not just with us, next to us, by us. He is in us and we are in him. And so what do we have to be afraid of? Well, I, I don't know. I might miss the cloud. What if the cloud moves? If he moves, you move. I don't know if it's going to work out. God's like, I, what do we got? Well, I'm not worried about anything because I, I, I got it all. I own it all. 
think if we can get this, if we can get the fact that we are in Christ, Christ is in us, God is in Christ, Christ is in God, we are sealed by the Holy Spirit, it will change our lives. It will change the way that we see our lo- ourselves. It will change the way we see other people. It will, see the cha- it will, it will impact the way that we, what we do. It will impact every aspect of our lives. If we will grab a hold of and live out of this reality and our identity in Christ, alive in him, will determine what we do, how we see things, and where we go. I'm going to end with this. At the very end of Colossians chapter 1, verse 27, it says, this is the secret. Christ Jesus lives in you, the hope of glory. No relationship, no amount of money, no career, no, and not any of the other things that we might think is going to bring us glory, is going to bring us glory. Christ Jesus, this is what brings us and brings God glory. This is what it's all about. This, we just sang a little bit. God, we want to be in your glory. We want to bring in your glory. Grab a hold of this and the glory of God will be expressed in your life. Grab a hold of this. Live out of this and the glory of God will is and already is a part of your life. You carry it around. You walk around. It's not about goosebumps. It's about reality. And the reality is You and I have been taken out of sin, out of death, made alive by Jesus Christ, Christ in us. God, the fullness of God, the star-breathing God is in us. And we are in Christ Jesus, the water walker, the healer, saver of the universe, in, hidden in God, sealed by the Holy Spirit. That, my friends, is amazing. Let's stand up. Let's pray together. Father, we are amazed. Every time I see that phrase when I read the scriptures, in Christ, in Christ, close my mind. Every time I recognize that Christ is in us, I'm amazed and so grateful, thankful. God, I I know that there's days that I remember that, I know that, I live out of that, and there's other days that I I forget and I think I'm living either by myself or I think that I'm back in sin and I'm living and I'm dead but the truth is I'm alive because of you so God I pray that each one of us in here would grab a hold of and have a revelation of the truth of who we are and as a result automatically we will do what you've called us to do we don't have to dream up or try and figure out or strive or perform or or try, 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 try to do what you've called us to do. If we can rest in this, we will do what you've called us to do. The power of God, the work of the Spirit will be evident in and through us. So Holy Spirit, help each one of us to get a revelation of this truth. For some of us, it means that we get a new perspective on our schools. 
because, not because we got a new plan, not because we got a new strategy, not because we're going to start something. Maybe we will, but God, whatever the case is, it's not because of something we've dreamt up, but it's because of the reality of you, power of God, the Holy Spirit in us. We're your sons, your daughters. We've been adopted into your family. We're we didn't bring ourselves to life. We, didn't, we don't try and be alive. We don't work at being alive. We are alive because of the work of Jesus. When we walk into dead places, the resurrection life of Jesus walks into that place and it can come to life. The person that sits next to us in school or the person on the other side of the cubicle wall or wherever we are, whatever the case might be, might be the deadest person we've ever seen. God, the life that is inside of us that brings us to life can bring them to life. The resurrection life of Jesus lives in us, can also live in them. And may we recognize that it's not just about a conference, it's not about a church service that we need and we value those things, God, but it is the presence of God that we carry, that we walk in, that we are because we are alive Thank you, Father, for taking us and finding us in our sin and in in our death and bringing us from dead to alive. Thank you for coming to us, saving us, rescuing us from that which we could not save ourselves. But doing something beyond what we could ever imagine. Putting your son, Jesus, inside of us. What a gift. What a profound mystery. God, I pray that we would live in that. We'd step into it. We could hear this over and over again, but unless the Holy Spirit opens our eyes to see and our ears to hear, it's like something bouncing off the wall. So Holy Spirit, speak to hearts in the ways that we see ourselves. God, I pray that we would see ourselves like this. Hidden. Hidden in Christ, in God. Full of Christ, full of God. Sealed in the Holy Spirit. This we pray in the name of Jesus. Everybody said,